This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Aloha. I'm Clifford from Yamanoa Safeway. Can't decide what to eat? Whether it's lunch or dinner, you'll find a perfect meal in the Safeway Deli. Handcrafted sandwiches, fresh sushi prepared by our in-house chefs, signature salads, our famous fried chicken and tenders. Add a side like creamy mashed potatoes or mac and cheese, all fresh and ready to go every day. Stop by this week to get a hot deal on rotisserie chicken, only $5.88 each with in-and coupon. This is Clifford from Manoa Safeway, and we'll see you soon. Blog Talk Radio. before we sleep. Lawman is putting into my running and I'm so far from my We will not go gently. Uh, we're going to unleash hell here in December. Oh, mama, I can hear you crying. You're so scared and all alone. Hey, somebody fix this guy's buckle. I'm going to play coming down from the gallows and I don't have very of the pack 
in the AFC North and are fighting, absolutely battling for that playoff spot. And um, it's going to be a difficult one to get, especially when we take a look at the schedule that's coming up here in the weeks. Cleveland, a must-win on the road. Then Indianapolis on the road. A lot of these games are must-win. That game occurring just four days after this Sunday's contest, we're going to get to see some Steelers Sunday night football while we have some turkey and enjoy our stuffing. And it seems like we've grabbed Brian back here. Brian, you alive and well? <laughs> yes, I am. In the middle of a rant, I could not execute 42 seconds either, I guess. <laughs> yeah, well, you know uh, what? Who did it worse, you or our boys in black and yellow? Because I'll tell you this, the, the Steeler defense, if there's any other word you could use other than atrocious, uh, it's kind of tough right now. Brian, your thoughts on this week's game? Before I get to the thoughts, Zach, I have to scold you because you know I will do this when you say yellow. It is what? Black and what? Gold. Gold. It's gold. Thank you. <laughs> My, I have a buddy who's about 60 years old, and he was walking past Bramani Brothers here in Hagerstown, Maryland, and it said, we support our black and yellow, and he went in and scolded them. He's like, that is not right. <laughs> it is black and gold. I'm sorry. Now, my and thoughts on the game. from Manny. Oh, yeah, you would think they know, but they're, they're still figuring it out in Maryland because they have purple stuff up. They have red burgundy and gold stuff up so they actually have a sign that says a house divided and have all three logos up and when you look at the mural and you see ray lewis in the middle of it it gets sort of sticking but then you get to the menu and you're back again you don't care it doesn't matter but uh anyways i digress zach you know my thoughts on the game are simple just absolutely heartbreaking and the reason it's heartbreaking is because you thought you had it. You were there. You slayed the beast. And all of a sudden, they came back. But I want to ask you a question, because we text back and forth during the games, and I know you texted me, but what did you think with 42 seconds left on the clock? Because I turned to a buddy and I said something. I want to know what your reaction was. Well, first off, I just think it's absolutely unbelievable that Zeke Elliott, uh, listen, the kid is talented, very, very talented. And I think a lot of people, myself included, underestimated just how good he was. But is he good enough to trot into the end zone twice completely untouched, completely untouched on large runs? And, And that's where I think, for me, it gets really, really upsetting because the first one, uh, you know, 32 yards out, obviously, is extremely frustrating. Um, but then, you know, you've got another one in there that was from 14 yards out as well, where he is just not being uh, – not a single finger ends up on Ezekiel Elliott. And I just think that is unbelievably frustrating and uncharacteristic of this Steeler defense. So I was not expecting a, uh, a score in the same way that this team did it, but uh, I'm still just amazed that it happened. Well, I looked at my buddy, and I said, 42 seconds, this game's far from over. And it used to be always. You know, it used to be, Zach, two minutes left, you could pretty much slam the door. And the NFL is completely different. But when you are behind in the last two minutes, when the Cowboys score score from behind, I mean, score to go ahead, and then you turn around and take the lead, and, you, I mean, it's unheard. I mean, like, if you had a time machine, you came to 2016, you watched this game, you'd be like, that was the craziest thing I've ever seen because that just doesn't happen. But, wow, I, I am still in a little bit of shock, but I have changed in the 12 hours or so, actually uh, 18 hours since we did Monday Hangover with Jeff Hartman last night, and I'm a little more optimistic. A caller on that show made me feel a little bit better about the whole thing, and I think everything is going to be okay. I think, but we got to sift through this loss. we got to get through it. There's a lot of soul-searching that this team has to do, and now it has just been delivered another huge blow in the form of Cameron Hayward and a torn pectoral muscle. He is gone for the entire remainder of the 2016 season. Zach, how big of a blow is that? 
It's huge. You know, we had talked for a while, Brian, about how literally this team, this team, their defensive captain was Cam Hayward. And now you're without your captain. You're without the most sound player that you have on the squad. So what do you do? And the options are very, very limited. And Ryan Shazier is going to have to step up and be in this slot along with James Harrison. They are going to have to command here this defense from now on out. Um, I, I think it is a huge blow, and I think we're really going to see it uh, in effect against teams that have solid rush games or, or teams that protect the offensive uh, or protect their quarterback exceedingly well, uh, especially when we get down to Baltimore and whatever, that, that's just going to even make it more complicated. Um, I think it's a huge blow, Brian. You know, this news is rather new, so we did not have a chance to put this in the fact or fiction. Uh, we didn't slide it in, but we agreed to talk about it at the beginning. And I'm going to nominate a name to step up. And his name is Stefan Tuitt. He has stepped up on the field. He had a very good ball game against the Dallas Cowboys. He's a third-year player. I think he is getting into the mode right now where he can be a solid vocal voice. He needs that right now. Um, They don't need the negativity of a guy like Mike Mitchell. They need positivity. I don't know whether uh, Stefan Tuitt is that kind of guy. Um, We have – we have a team that needs help, and we need a team that needs leaders to go ahead and pick them up by the scruff of the neck and say, boy, this is what we're doing, this is how we do it, and this is the way we're going to do it. And Ben Roethlisberger is doing that on the offensive side of the ball. In fact, he did that against the Dallas Cowboys because he was embarrassed, and he took responsibility, which he always takes responsibility, but he really took responsibility for the Baltimore loss and he has picked them up, and I have a feeling he's going to lead them the rest of the way. But he was really upset, and we'll get to that when we get to the uh, six-pack, about the defense. He didn't single them out, but you could t- you know who he was singling out. But the, what, the defense needs a leader right now. Is, is it James Harrison? I mean, he's the age, aging veteran, uh, probably. I mean, he came out right away, and, and uh, he labeled it as shitty. That's what, that is what he said about his team. And not sure if I'm supposed to say that on the podcast because I think it's still rated PG. It's okay. But that's what he said to the media. We are shitty. And, you know, when, when a guy says that, you better take it to heart. He needs to be in the locker room just busting heads and saying, guys, it's time we do it the right way. It's time we do it in the manner in which we did it when we won two Super Bowls. So it's about time. Zach? Yeah, you know, I the, the accountability thing, and I, and I know we're going to get into this later, I think, I think it's very important because there was just some, just some very careless plays. And I look back to the Sean Davis face mask, and that's the first thing that occurs to me. And it's like, all right, well, here's a young guy. You know, he's a rookie, obviously, and, and he's put out in this position due to injuries and you know, the fact that the defense is starting to get worn down, and he goes out there. Someone is already being wrapped up by two defenders, okay? Your ball handler has two defenders already grabbing him, and, and if I'm correct, it was Ross Cockrell and someone from the linebacking core, I'm forgetting now. And Davis comes in and feels the need to grab that face mask. Now, that 15-yard penalty, take that away. Does Dallas still get that same scoring up with Ezekiel Elliott? A lot no. of questions there with that. Absolutely not. I, mean, I don't think so either. We did not get a chance to examine that last night. I brought that up, and it was sort of uh, it was sort of left aside. But my thinking, Zach, was no. They're uh, they're not running the ball. Then then they're continuing to pass the ball. You know, you might actually get uh, pressure on Prescott in that situation. I mean, that 15 yard change the entire scope of the, the game, especially with a clock winding down just fast. So, yeah, that, that changes everything. But what I'm more concerned with is the fact that they did it two plays in a row or two plays, two and three plays or whatever on that series. William Gay got away with a huge one, and uh, he almost took Cole Beasley's head off. But you don't need to be doing that in that situation. 
I mean, I I don't understand it, and that's where discipline comes in, and we will get to that in just a moment. I'm just uh, I I guess you could tell I'm beside myself. I don't understand what is going on in the minds of this team. I don't know what's going on in the locker room, but I hope it's changing right now. I will say one thing. Ben Roethlisberger went on 93.7 The Fan this morning and in his regular weekly show and, and just blasted NFL Network. And the reason he did that is because he did not have this major meeting with Mike Tomlin, this major heart-to-heart. Um, he said, look, I have a meeting with Mike Tomlin every week. It's going to happen every week. I'm tired of NFL Network just coming out. I mean, and uh, the media being spies and trying to drum up all this stuff. That's not what's happening. But he's been talking about it. He's saying accountability. And the fans, like crazy, are saying accountability. And it's all going on the shoulders of Mike Tomlin, the head coach. Should he be fired? We talked about it last week. We talked about whether he's on the, the hot seat or not. You know, that's your interpretation. I mean, look at what he has done. He has done so many things. However, we're not going to talk about right now whether he should be fired. We're talking about if he will ever be fired. So this is number one in the six-pack of factor fiction. Mike Tomlin will never be fired as long as Dan Rooney is alive. This for, this for me, Brian, is fiction. And, and I think, you know, we've already, I mean, we're, we're kind of deep in the show and we're just getting into our first fact here. But, but I will tell you this, that, you know, there is something, there's something about the NFL that you need to understand, and it is that anyone is expendable. Pretty much anybody, any coach in any position is extremely expendable. And, and you know, we saw this. Several years ago, one name that comes to mind is Lovey Smith with the Bears. Uh, you know, the Bears went to the Super Bowl in 2010, and sure enough, two years later, Lovey Smith got fired because the team couldn't quite hold together a good performance. If the Steelers start falling apart, unfortunately, the blame goes to uh, that head coaching spot. And if the Steelers feel that they need to make a change, they will. Do I think they will? No. I, I don't think it's going to happen. But is it completely possible? Absolutely, Brian. This league is changing all the time. Yes, but is Dan Rooney has Dan Rooney changed? And remember, I, I don't want to get too deep into the Rooney role, but he was hired under the Rooney role, which was named after Dan Rooney. And I just don't even think I know that's on a lot of people's minds, so I don't really want to bring that up, but that is something Dan's very proud of. Now, I'm not suggesting that they're going to keep a coach just based on his race and the role, Um, so I don't really want to get too deep into that. But what I want to suggest is the fact that – I'm going to ask you a question. How many head coaches have the Pittsburgh Steelers fired – since I'm going to call it the modern era of the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I like to call that 1969 and on. So in the modern era of the Pittsburgh Steelers, since 1969, how many coaches have they fired? I, Danny, I don't even think I can come up with a, na- a number for you. Zero. In my lifetime, I was born in 1971, and you were born in, what, 2008. I mean, so <laughs> – come on, Zach, trying to make you laugh. Um, so <laughs> – in 1971, I was born, and they have never fired a head coach. In fact, it's inconceivable that a team, any team, had only three head coaches in that time. Can you name another team that has had less than five head coaches? You probably can, but it's really, really tough. Even the Miami Dolphins, who have had, um, who have had. Uh, Don Shula for a million years still had a bunch of head coaches after him, so th- I'm pretty sure they're over. They're definitely over five, because since Don's been gone, they they've hired and fired a lot of guys. Um, but the Pittsburgh Steelers do not fire a head coach. It just doesn't happen, and so I just don't see it happening here. Because look, Bill Cowher, everybody loves Bill Cowher right now. In fact, I. Somebody very close to me said, you know, they need to call up Bill Cowher, offer him the GM job and the coaching job, and bring him back in, see if he would actually want to come back in. That would be the first call I'd make. 
you know, that's, that's what he said. But here's the thing. A lot of people seem to, they want to forget the fact that in 1998 through 2000, they missed three playoffs in a row. Mike Tomlin has never missed three playoffs in a row. He, he's missed twice. Like, um, in, I believe it was 2012 and 2013, he missed the playoffs two years in a row, and that was it. But he never had a losing record. Eight and eight. He's been eight and eight twice, but that team has never had a losing record, which is absolutely amazing for the fact that he's in here. So, I mean, everybody wants his head on a platter right now, but the Rudies aren't going to see it that way until this starts becoming a problem. I mean, they might look at this right now as enigma. They might look at this as like a, just a one-time thing, but I don't think they're looking at it as something like that. And Dan's just not going to let it happen. Art, maybe. Art the third, maybe will let it happen or decide enough is enough. In fact, I think he's getting fed up with the whole situation. But remember, when Dan Rooney is – he's the patriarch of of almost the entire league at this point, and he's just not going to – he's going to give Mike Tomlin a lot more chances. So if you think – if you're already thinking of coaches that could come in here and change the team, don't really think it's going to happen. I actually think if they lose out, I still don't think it's going to happen. I I would – I mean, it would never happen in the season, and it's not going to happen in the off season. I'll mark it down right now. Mike Tom was the coach for 2017. Yeah, well, you know, what's interesting is that Twitter was blowing up last night with the hashtag Fire Tomlin. And, and I just think it's absolutely absurd that, like, people think that this is a solution to, to a problem that is team-wide. And, you know, it's unfortunate that people think in the – you know, well, he's at the head of the equation, and, and when things are not going poorly, you cut off the head. And this is just not how it's going right now for Steelers football. There's problems on both sides um, of the football, and they've got to come. They have to, you know, do their best to get through that and hopefully, hopefully turn the season around. Well, there is going to be a scapegoat. Somebody is going to get fired, and it is going to be an assistant coach. Whether it is uh, right now, which I pretty much doubt, or definitely in the off season, unless something happens that they go deep in the playoffs, but the axe is going to fall upon somebody. So number two, that factor fiction, Keith Butler will be the coach that the axe falls upon first. You know, I I don't think that there's going to be an axe that falls because of this game. I'm going to say fiction. Um, I don't think that he's going to be the first to dodge it. Listen, this Steelers defense, we were talking about how ecstatic they were earlier in the year, and, and I just think that firing anybody right now is a hasty move. Yes, this team has dropped four straight, but do we think that they are a team that is comparable of a four and five record? There would be some bad things um, if we knew what this team was beforehand and then we, were, we saw how they played and if they were four and five and we were happy, yeah, then the axe would be coming down. But we are extremely unhappy. And this team knows it's underperformed. And, you know, we've lost some close calls, especially against Dallas on, on Sunday, obviously. But I still think that this is just not going to be an axe-giving time. I don't think it's going to be Keith Butler either. Uh, fiction. You know, I think the defense is broken, and that is definitely the problem. And it goes back to 42 seconds. That should never, ever, ever happen. So I think it's going to be somebody. Carnell Lake's on that list. I don't think he's going. Danny Smith Jr. is on that list. I think he should go. The special teams are abysmal, and we talked about that at length last week. But really, if you're looking for a scapegoat, and teams do this, teams will go after a coordinator first to send a message, and that's probably in the situation that, that we just talked about in number one with Mike Tomlin not being fired, you know, you go to number two and say, Keith Butler, he's the guy to look at. He's the next guy to to pin the blame on. Because really, it's not Todd Haley at this point. It's Keith Butler. So I am going to go ahead and say fact. 
Now, let's go ahead and talk about something that we've already touched on. Number three, Ben Roethlisberger's comment on discipline and accountability, they're off base. Fact or fiction? It looks like we just got him back again. We have Brian Davis here with us. Brian, fact or fiction there on number three? Well, you know what? I am going to say fiction. Uh, You know, it's not off base. He's absolutely right. Did you see him on the sideline, Zach, with the expletives? And, you know, you don't have to be a lip reader to know what he was saying. It, uh, you know, it's fire truck and take a few letters out. He said probably about five or six times he was so angry. And, you know, he needs to be angry. And I don't blame him for being angry. He had a masterful game. I don't really know if he could have played better in that game. Uh, He was so good in that game, and he's fed up with it. He did everything he could to to have them go ahead and win that game. Antonio Brown did. Le'Veon Bell did. Um, The offensive line, who has been underperforming, actually did. That entire offense won that game. And turn around, here it is again, 42 seconds, and game is lost. So, yes, accountability is a problem. They've got to figure out what it is, who is the problem. Now, something we talked about yesterday on, uh, on the Monday Hangover was the fact, where did Sammy Coates go? And it just flashed, flashed across my screen that uh, Mike Tomlin had mentioned that he has been playing with two broken fingers. So that's one of the reasons that uh, his play has been bad. But the, the speculation from a lot of the callers were like, oh, is he in the doghouse? Is there a problem? And so, no, it, it's not. He's actually been hurt. Um, but guys need to step up. It seems like Eli Rogers, who was in the doghouse a few weeks ago, they let him out of the doghouse, and he has done very well, and it looks like he's back and he's accountable because he has people making sure he's accountable. But Mike Mitchell, Mike Mitchell plays undisciplined football. Ross Cockrell, who I like a lot, he he had some dumb play, as, and especially that, that personal foul. Will Gay, who's just uh, a veteran, he had he had the face mask they got away with, and these younger guys are watching him and seeing this style, and they're doing the same thing. That when you lose a game like that, it just screams lack of discipline. And you and I have talked about lack of discipline all year long, ever since we've been doing this. Now, accountability, that brings something more into play. That means that they're passing the buck. That means that they're like, well, I don't know what's going on. I'm doing my job. Obviously, you're not. And, and there's something going on behind closed doors where there's even more of a problem, and it might be even – it might coaches too, just for the fact that uh, you've heard Le'Veon Bell talk about practices. You've heard Ben Roethlisberger talk about practices. Something's going on, and somebody needs to change the way things are being done, and it starts with you. Not you, Zach, but you, the player. Each individual has to go and say, okay, I need to step up my game. I need to take care of my business and help take help the team take care of theirs. That's where I stand on this, Zach. Yeah, and, you know, Brian, I, I think that one of the things that's very interesting, and, and I know that we're, we're talking about this next, but with the wide receiving core, with, with Coach's injury, it's like where do you go now? You know, you, you're down to Martavis Bryant. Now you're down to Sammy Coates. Uh, or at least a fully functional Sammy Coates, which way does this team go to try to find its wide receiver exploits? So I think without further ado, it's perfect time to move into that question. Yeah. Um, The wide receiver depth. Number four problem on the offense is wide receiver depth. Um, Right away, Zach, I would go ahead and say fiction because the offensive line has just not been playing as well as I thought, but I'm going to change it after the news that I just read with uh, Sammy Coates 
having broken fingers. The fact that that Marcus Wheaton, they don't even know if he's coming back this year. He's trying to get back. Uh, Darius Hayward Bay has been banged up. So what does that leave you with? That leaves you with Antonio Brown, Kobe Hamilton, uh, excuse me, uh, number 17, Eli Rogers, and pretty much about it right now. I mean, you you have balls going towards Le'Veon Bell, you have them going towards Jesse James, and you have them going towards the uh, recently activated Ladarius Green. And uh, Ladarius Green is going to have to step up in a big way. But this is where you're missing Martavis Bryant more than anything, and this is the problem, Zach. Yeah, well, what's interesting is that I think you look around and and there's not a whole lot of free agents of any sort of availability, um, you know, who who you can uh, who you can sign, and I I think that that's going to pose sort of an issue here for the Steelers, who like you mentioned, now are down Marcus Wheaton, Coates, Bryant. I mean, the only guy who's really healthy right now is the uh, the one and only. Antonio Brown. Who's yeah, you know what? Wait, 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 don't say it. Don't say it. Just knock on wood. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. Don't say it. Don't say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For real. I, I should be a little bit more careful about that. But I'll say this: there, <laughs> there are a few guys down the list. There, there are a few guys down the list who I think uh, pose some interesting sort of, you know, potential for these guys. Um, you know, I think that they're, especially, you know, you, you've got the ability to go out there and. I'd like the Steelers to see and see if they can coax Andre Johnson out of retirement uh, to maybe come out here and, and, and play some downs for the Steelers. But I think that that's not going to happen, and I think the Steelers are just going to roll with what they have on the depth chart right now. Yeah, I, I doubt it, but I actually like where you're going with that. Um, an interesting name is probably maybe Levi Norwood. You might, uh, you might see his reemergence, who was in camp with them and uh, was – half decent um that might be a guy but we don't even know um if they're going to need to replace these guys whether uh sammy Coates is actually going to play that they he has been playing with broken fingers so i don't know what's going on but i will say i i will compliment them they have really stood up and played very well um without um two major pieces of that puzzle and uh, they did a great job. The entire offense did a great job against Dallas. So that's where we stand on that. Number five, and this is a biggie, losing Cleveland, Zach, and 2016 is over. Is that fact or is that fiction? Fact. The team is winless. They're winless, Brian. You can't lose to a winless team if you're a team that was supposed to be a Super Bowl favorite at the beginning of this year. 100%, this game ends, it's over. Well, you know what's funny, Zach? You pick them almost every week in our BTSC challenge. Every time I look, Zach has Cleveland. And <laughs> one of these days, they're going to win one of these days, and it's going to be the week you don't pick them. And I hope to the heavens that it is not this week, because you're right. That is a major fact. It is over if they lose to the Cleveland Browns, because that's, that would not just be – a, uh, a huge mark uh, with time running out, a huge L in the loss column, but that seems like the the first game you need to win to get back on track. But emotionally, if they lose to the Cleveland Browns, they will be dead inside. They will, they will pack it in. Uh, most teams would pack it in, and I absolutely see it happening. So I'm going to agree with you and say fact. So let's move it ahead. Number six. The Steelers still make the playoffs in 2016. Is that fact or fiction? This is a tough one to call, Brian. But I think it's fact. I think that this team is going to end up uh, with a wild card spot, and I think it's going to get done. Listen, you, you figure the team has five losses right now. You can probably give up one more, one more to make up that wild card spot. And there's one team that I'm really worried about. Uh, two teams that I'm really worried about the rest of the way, and that's Cincinnati and Baltimore. I think the rest of these games, the Steelers have a phenomenal chance of winning. And and I really hope so that this happens, because obviously we'd love to see this team in the postseason to see what they could do then. Maybe they'll be a little bit healthier. But as of right now, 
I, I'm going to say a very tentative fact. You know what? I am going to say fact, too, but I'm going to say fiction to what you just said. Um, fact, they will make the playoffs, but the only way they make the playoffs is winning that division. So I guess I'm saying fact to the fact that they are going to win the division. And the reason I'm saying that is Baltimore on Christmas Day at home, that's a game you have to win. Last night, Cincinnati, they lost to the New York Giants. And they did not – they played okay, but they did not play well enough to win. They are now 3-5-1, and one, and they are reeling as well. They are not the same team either. So, you know what? Somebody has to win the division. We know right now that it's not going to be the Cleveland Browns. But uh, the way 2016 has been going with the Cubs winning the World Series and Donald Trump winning the election – I would not put it past them. They're not mathematically eliminated from the division. So if that would happen, I would just uh, I would just claim Armageddon and, and, and lay down. But at this point, one of those teams has to win the division and has to go to the playoffs and and have a home playoff game. I don't think it's going to happen on the wild card, and I just don't. The reason being Miami is actually coming on strong right now. And look at the West. You have you have two good teams in Denver, Kansas City, trailing Oakland up there. So somebody is going to – I mean, those guys seem to be going to the playoffs. So it's going to be the way of the, of the AFC North, and it's going to happen. Pittsburgh wins this week, goes, goes ahead and plays on the road again in Indianapolis to a team that is not very good. If they could go ahead and steal another win on the road, they steal two wins on the road, then it's game on. And that means that their arrow is pointed up. One thing about Mike Tomlin, he's done it a lot in the last, in the last four or five years, started off two and six and ended six and two. Well, he needs to go six and one to fulfill that six and two, and that would only be enough to go ahead and win the AFC North. I'm thinking right now nine and seven could actually win that division at this point. I would not even put it past eight and eight at this point. That division is very poor, so I'm going to say fact: Pittsburgh Steelers still are going to go to the playoffs. I hope I'm right. If they lose in Cleveland, though, going back to number five, I'm going to retract that, and I'm just going to we'll still have the show, but I'm I'm giving up at that point. Yeah, so and that, you know what? Because it's depressing. It'd be kind of depressing if that's what happened. Brian, I, I, I wanted to touch on something a little bit cool before we get to our uh, last little fact that is not necessarily about the Steelers here. Uh, it's kind of interesting because I don't think I've ever seen this ever. The Steelers this year are playing on Thanksgiving Day, play the Indianapolis Colts at night. We play on Christmas Day, and we play on New Year's Day. I don't think we've ever dominated the three holidays like that. It, well, we never have because we have never played on Christmas Day. And the yeah. only time I could remember, the only time I could really remember them playing on both New Year's and Thanksgiving would be, I believe, 1983 when they lost 45-3 to to the Detroit Lions and then got absolutely massacred on New Year's Day in the playoffs against the Los Angeles Raiders. And uh, so the 1983 season, I believe, if we go ahead and check that, I believe I would be right. That's the only time they played on two holidays. So as far as three holidays, no. And when Jay, James Harrison saw the yeah. schedule, he was absolutely livid. Played on three holidays. The benefit, the good thing about Christmas Day is the fact that they are at home. Because actually, I don't say this very often. I feel bad for the Baltimore Ravens because the Pittsburgh Steelers do get to wake up Christmas morning with their families in Pittsburgh, but the Ravens. Because of the NFL's rule, they have to be overnight and be there at least 24 hours before game time. So they have to show up on Christmas Eve and be in Pittsburgh. So, you know, that that's a tougher deal for those players as far as that goes. Yeah, well, they are definitely going to dominate the, uh, the holiday schedule. And that messes up my holidays like crazy, actually. <laughs> Well, Brian, I'm, I'm also thinking, because you brought up some memorable games there, I just want to bring up one that really sticks out to me. 
Um, one of the last times that the Steelers played on Thanksgiving Day was also against the Detroit Lions, 1996. You remember this, Brian? I was I was just a small little boy. I was about seven months old. But going back and watching the highlights from this game, it's pretty hard not to remember the fact that the game goes to overtime. Jerome Bettis calls the coin toss for the Steelers. He calls tails, but the official thought he called heads. So it lands on tails, and the Lions get the ball, and they went down and won the football game. You know, I remember that very well. I hate to correct you, but that was actually 1998. Um, it was oh, Thanksgiving Day of 1998, and I remember it very well. But uh, So uh, maybe you do have some recollection, because I'm sure your family was watching the game. But uh, that was crazy, and that actually led to a, them out of the playoffs that year. They were actually in contention for the playoffs that year, and that absolutely killed them. Crazy how something like that could happen. It would never be tolerated in the modern game. Oh, no. And uh, that, that was just amazing. And the fact I, I'm actually laughing, and uh, I have my wife here beside me listening to the show, and she's laughing because – the fact that 1998 is not considered the modern day is is really making us feel old. <laughs> well, try modern day as in 2016, but I, I, yeah, you know what? That that time period is archaic to me. So hey, we we didn't have was the internet even a thing back then? I'm pretty sure it was, but it was very small. Yeah. Yep. It, yeah, it was not dominating, but I actually had something. Um, I had this little keyboard that I I plugged into the internet, plugged into my TV, that I was able to get the internet on. It was uh, it wasn't even through a computer. It was uh, I, I don't I don't even remember what it was called, but I had uh, it was slow as molasses or slow as Casey Hampton, and uh, you just, uh, but we we had internet back then. Boy, I'm the gonna have to believe you on that one. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm going to have to believe you on the fact that there was internet then because two-year-old me doesn't quite remember. <laughs> well, I'm sure you were you were probably fluent by the time you were three and a half with as intelligent as you are. I could see you just uh, just flipping through. and uh, I mean, gosh, you were calling play-by-play by, what, age five? Yeah, age six or seven, I would say. No. Brian, we still there? Yes, I oh, am, my friend. Oh, my goodness. I thought we lost you there for a second. I got all nervous. <laughs> well, let's do the bonus. And this is one of my favorite parts of the show because, you know, we, we went through heavy talk once again because we are frustrated about the Steelers and the four-game losing streak. But we like to do the bonus every week and take the city that the Steelers are playing in um, the uh, in the coming week and, and try to compare that to something of Pittsburgh. So I was thinking about a lot of things with uh, Cleveland, but I just wanted to go back to uh, basics and talk about two teams that have had major drought in Major League Baseball. Now, the Cleveland, the Cleveland Indians have not won a World Series since 1948, and they came awfully two weeks ago to winning, finally winning the World Series and breaking that drought. Now, the Pittsburgh Pirates, it doesn't seem like it was such a long drought, but it has already been 37 years since the Pittsburgh Steelers last won a World – excuse me, the Pittsburgh Pirates last won a World Series. So the bonus factor fiction, Zach, is that the Cleveland Indians will win a World Series before the Pittsburgh Pirates. I would love to say fiction here, but based on the fact that the Indians – uh, led by Jason Kipnis and Corey Kluber and others, made the World Series this year. It's hard for me not to say uh, fix, It's hard for me not to say fact here because this team obviously is one of the most talented in the majors. Pirates still have a little bit of building to do so that they're back on that postseason stage. Well, you know what, Zach? I am going to uh, say fact. Also, I would love to say fiction because you know we are both very big Bucko fans. But there might be a possibility of uh, Andrew McCutcheon being traded. That talk has been uh, bandied about once again. Um, and you have the fact that uh, the pitching situation is just not there. If you ask me, I said it during the World Series that I think 
this is just it's going to be part two in 2017. It's going to be the Cleveland Indians and Chicago Cubs once again. And I actually think Cleveland, to get Michael Brantley back and have some of that, that magic once again, the Cleveland Indians win the World Series in 2017. So that could, that could really be possible. Well, you know, they're, they're a tremendously talented club. I, I keep hearing all of this uh, – I keep hearing all this rabble about McCutcheon getting traded. And, and honestly, like, I, I just don't buy it. I, you know, this is a guy who said he's wanted to be a Pittsburgh lifer, and, and I fully intend him to be. Yeah, I I am mixed on that and uh, not getting into pirate talk completely, but just the fact that, you know, at 30 years old, he did have a very – he had a very uncut-like season. Um, they're, if they can get a high-quality number two or a number one starter for him, um, yeah, then I would pull the trigger. But that would be probably the only way I would do that, just with the fact that Austin Meadows in center field um, down in Indianapolis is waiting in the wings, and he seems ready to go. Um, actually, he would be coming in and playing the left, left field because Marte is now the new center fielder in Pittsburgh. Well, with that being said, Zach, that's the six-pack of Factor Fiction. And the show is brought to you, as always, by Frank Walker Law. And, Zach, if you could, let's go ahead and hear a word from Frank Walker. Absolutely. We have to go now to our very, very thankful sponsor that we have, Mr. Frank Walker Law. Smart or stupid? Those strobing lights in your rear view, that flashlight shining in your face. License, registration, and insurance, please. The little adventure you're about to have with this guy? Uh, I'll need you to step out of the vehicle, please. Okay, so you've done something stupid. Fix it with a smart move. For DUI or criminal defense, call Frank Walker of FrankWalkerLaw.com. He knows his way around a courtroom. 412-532-6805. 412-532-6805 or FrankWalkerLaw.com. Yes, Frank Walker, one of the top 100-ranked travel attorneys for his Pennsylvania office, call 412-212-3878, or to reach his West Virginia office, call 304-712-2089. You should also check out his website, frankwalkerlaw.com, see how he can help you in your time of need. Frank Walker Law, real talk, real experience, real results. So that's pretty much going to do it for us here, Brian. Any last closing thoughts you got? No, let's go get them in Cleveland. Let's get back to basics and start the winning. Boys, it needs to happen now. Soul search, get it done, and come on out and win. I'd also like to apologize for dropping off so many times. That's what happens when you do the show on the road. But thank you for all your patience. Zach is always fantastic job. My final thought, and I feel like this is a term that is used very loosely in the league and never correctly. Never correctly, and there are two words, must win. You must win if you are the Steelers this week, or else the gap may be too hard to close, especially against one of the worst teams in football. So let's hope they do it, Brian. All right. We will see you next week with another rousing edition of Fact or Fiction, the Steelers six-pack. And remember, for all your Pittsburgh Steelers needs, behind the steel curtain, For Zach Barnes, my name is Brian Anthony Davis. You have listened to the six-pack, and that's a fact, Jack. There's a time and a place for black and white, like when you're learning to play piano, or when you want a big two-toned cookie, or when shopping for a pet zebra. But if you want to attract customers, there's no room for black and white, so go to Staples. Staples specializes in bold, hard-to-miss color printing. And now at Staples, get 20% back in rewards on color printing, from banners to brochures and copies to presentations. Print more color, save more money at Staples. In-store only. Ends 11 10, 18. Restrictions apply. See store associate or staples.com slash 20 back for details. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seemed Smart. It Seemed Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seemed smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain, or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission, or even 
stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out. And if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.